0: Everybody, new episode of Watcher Dot with Jay and MJ. Two weeks in a row. Ooh, MJ, I'm MJ. Look at us getting this right for once. I feel like we're gelling. Quit yelling. We're gelling. How <laughs> long ago was that? What was that about? Was like that, a felon? Was that a Dr. Scholl's thing? Yes. God, gross. I'm stupid. Inserts. That's what it was about. Inserts.
1: The Dr. Scholl's inserts. That's what. That's the only thing Dr. Scholl's makes.
0: Oh, okay. Jeremy. I thought they made, like, shoes. Do they not make, like, orthopedic shoes?
1: No. They're the ones that have those sensors set up in, like, Walmarts and Targets where you stand on them, and it's supposed to scan your feet to tell you how much arch and different heights you have so you get the proper... Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's Dr. Yeah, sales. yeah, yeah, yeah. I gotcha, I gotcha, I gotcha.
0: <laughs> well, sorry. <laughs> Regardless, <laughs> what have you been up to lately?
1: Uh, well, the last couple days and this last week, I have actually been helping my wife cook a little bit. So oh. backstory for me, I actually have a culinary degree. And yes, I know your first comment is gonna We've be. We've talked
0: about this before and I've said that you still never cooked anything, but that it's that you've
1: never cooked for me, but we'll, I know. We'll forego that. Go ahead. <laughs> hey, look, I used it to find a wife and impress her and I, my work is done. Why do I need to use it anymore? True. Good point. That makes you very chauvinistic, but Hey. It's not chauvinistic
0: because it doesn't matter if you're a guy marrying a girl, a girl marrying a guy, or a gay couple, lesbian couple, whatever. If the other person can cook really well, you can sway anybody. It does not matter. Look, like
1: I said, that that was one of my cards I played. Like I would whip out the cooking card. Exactly. Doesn't matter. And it would it worked every time. Like cool. every every time it happened, they were like, "Damn, this is good."
0: So what did you what have, what have you guys been cooking? Anything specific?
1: Um, so we've been trying to cook a little healthier and eat a little cleaner. So like we've been trying to cut out more meat in our diet and have more like vegetable based because we don't normally have a lot of veggies. A lot of our veggies in the past consisted of like mashed potatoes. So it's very starchy and high carb.
0: Dude, I love a mashed potato though.
1: I'm not going to say it's not a bad thing, but when your dinner is rolls, mashed potatoes, mac and cheese and pot roast.
0: But mac and cheese and mashed potatoes go so good together. <laughs> <laughs> but
1: I'm with you. I get you. I get you. Yeah. So, so we've you. been trying to change it up a little bit and, and do, I mean, yes, they're vegetarian meals, but like we had vegetarian fajitas where the actual um, meat was like mushrooms. So it was like a substitute. And it was like in fajita seasoning, we had the peppers, we had the onions, we made homemade guac. So it was all super delicious, but it, it just keeps us with getting the more veggies in our diet.
0: See, I don't know if I could. I don't know if I could go without the meat. No, I am,
1: I, I'm not strictly no meat. I'm just less meat. See,
0: I'm there, i do not there to do that. But I'm with you. Any any um desserts? Because you know, dessert is my thing.
1: Yes. So the other day we were watching TV, and I don't remember what it was, but they mentioned cookie dough, mm-hmm. and Emily was just like, mmm, cookie dough. I need some cookie dough." And I I started getting up, going, "Are we going to Kroger's?" She's like. I'll make cookie dough. What goes in cookie dough? And so she's googling chocolate chip cookie dough recipes, and I just start naming off like, well, butter, brown sugar, vanilla extract, baking powder, baking. I just name off everything, and I think I forgot the baking soda. Mm -hmm. And she's going through the list. She goes, "Shut up! I hate you. Like, why (laughs) do you know this?"
0: Hey, that cooking degree, you know the the basics of everything.
1: But we did. We we made some um, homemade. Chocolate chip cookies. Oh, and cool. it was, they really turned out really good. But the recipe we made ended up making 36 cookies. So we've been <laughs> giving them away. <laughs> it's like, uh, you got to
0: make sure you look at that yield. Yield 440 cookies. Uh, nah, we
1: need to cut this in half or in a fourth. Thanks. At that point, I was, because again, Emily is a huge Friends fan and she rewatches that show almost on repeat. There's one episode where Monica is trying to figure out um, Phoebe's dead grandmother's family recipe for cookies because she loved them. And one night she just stayed up making recipe after recipe after recipe because they couldn't find like a written copy. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> she, she looks around the table and goes, huh, I haven't made this many cookies since I was in uh, elementary or middle school. And Phoebe goes, Oh, like Girl Scouts. No, just a Friday night. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Cause she wasn't was the way wanted to be around her. Yeah.
1: Um, but if you could though, what would
0: be your favorite meal to cook?
1: Why is that everybody's question? Hey, I love to
0: Did
1: you cook. just call
0: me fucking basic?
1: Yes. Your question is basic. And I'm. this is my comment to everybody who ever now, from mom's this point basic. on. basic.
0: Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, I had to be attacking
1: <laughs> From this point on, if I tell anybody I have a culinary degree, this is my commentary to you. Just please listen to this so you know my commentary. <laughs> I don't want people to ask, what is your favorite meal Okay, to cook? here. I'm changing my question then.
0: What is the one thing you hate making?
1: That I hate making? Yeah, bread.
0: Was that fresh involved?
1: bread? I just I hate having to make like variations on like like making homemade biscuits because you could melt the butter so much they run and they don't stay flaky. The fact that you have to let the bread rise and let it rest from all the work you did to mix all of the gluten together like it's very you technical. have to you have to prove. Yes, dark? but the fact that you mix it all Thank together, you, great British Bake Off, which like makes all the gluten, and then you're like, okay, cool. Now let it sit for six hours. <laughs> I want the food now. I don't want to wait six hours and then a half hour to bake the damn thing. See, that's why I, when
0: these people have been sending these these videos about making like bread and shit, I'm like, you're fucking. I go, somebody's lying because I've watched. The mm-hmm. Great British Bake Off. I would like to say that I am a connoisseur of Great British Bake Off. Not baking, of Great British Bake Off. <laughs> and when they say, make sourdough bread, you have 14 hours. I know your bitch asked them to say, it was easy. I did it really quick. No, you did not. You're a liar. I've seen this done by British I'm sure
1: that there are times on that show where they're literally sitting in that tent, like, Going outside, smoking a cigarette, drinking a whiskey, just waiting around,
0: just staring at each other, waiting for their dough
1: to prove, mm-hmm. or their cream to chill in the freezer.
0: Yes, and then they pull it out and they stretch it around again and they form it into whatever ball or whatever shape they're going to do, and then they prove it again mm-hmm. for another couple of hours. Yep, and then they bake it. Yep. So you're liars.
1: So that is that is my I least favorite thing is baking because I hate like breads because i hate having to wait. If it's like cookies or maybe cupcakes and i can make it quickly or brownies. Oh, yeah, yeah. making fudge brownies with a perfect ganache on top that is silky smooth. Calm down. Just uh, i'm sorry if you can hear me salivating through this mic, but it is delicious.
0: That was backdoor bragging. He's like if you could if you could make a ganache that's silky and smooth because i can. It's delicious. It's Translation. hard. You can make it, you can mess that up very quickly. Oh, I, I, I can assume because I've seen The Great British Bake Off, which I missed, by the way.
1: Didn't they come back and put the original host on there? They have two
0: different hosts now. and I'm, I, I
1: didn't love them at first, but I do like them now. Okay. Oh, and yeah, they replaced Mary Berry with... um, Which I Mary Berry was right. the reason I watched it. Cause no offense, I'm, I'm not trying to talk ill of Mary Berry because I'm sure she could, you know, hand me my ass and and tell me what's what. But I feel like she's that one older lady who still gets around and has her fun and doesn't care.
0: Oh yeah, you know the Brits don't give a shit. Um, but I do miss that show though. But I, it's actually kind of weird that you say that because I have been trying to eat more healthy as well. Um, oh, but what for are you me, making? but for me, more healthy is called salad. <laughs> do you buy it in a bag? I do. I buy it in the container. I, I know I'm 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 late. I buy it in like the, the little you know the plastic like containers like Tupperware kind of thing. I buy them in those. Okay. But I just wanted to make the conscious decision to not eat as much fried food. Now for me, I I will make concessions. Like I am like look, I'm eating a salad, but I'm eating ranch dressing. I'm sorry. You're that
1: negotiator. Like like you'll negotiate like you know what this is sixty less calories, so I can have the dressing I want. I drink diet coke so I can have regular cake.
0: You're making it sound like it's a bad thing. No, no, it's not. But yeah, but I do kind of do stuff like that. I'm like, look, here's the thing. You don't have to cut out everything, and I, I'm I'm a firm believer, in you don't have to cut out everything to, to lose weight or do whatever you're supposed to do. It's called moderation. You just need to, you just need to be responsible and be a, take accountability for when you do eat like an asshole, and you can't expect
1: results if you do that without doing the work like when you it. make 36 cookies and you end up eating 24 of them and like what happened I, why am I not losing weight yeah
0: exactly but for but for me it was just kind of like doing those small things because like for me normally what I would do for lunch is it's I, I would probably eat like a burger and fries or something like that mm-hmm. and I'm like I'm like okay look if I'm not eating a burger and fries and I'm literally eating a chicken breast and a salad with like and when I make a salad I put green peppers in it, I put red onions in it I do Broccoli, carrots, so good. hardwalled egg. I do a bunch of that. I do all that shit. And I'm like, okay, you know what? Yeah, I'm going to negotiate. I'm going to eat ranch dressing because the alternative to this would be me eating a whole bunch of fries, a whole bunch of ketchup, a huge burger with stuff all over it. So you know what? In the long run, I'm doing a lot better. I don't need to, I don't need to completely sacrifice this to do that. Now, obviously, if you want to lose weight quicker, then, yeah, you're going to be like, well, I'm sacrificing everything. But for me, I got to have something uh but i've been trying to do that and i and part of that uh thing that i did was i actually saw somebody on an instagram story that had like cauliflower gnocchi
1: yes i love doing so the other day i actually made fried rice and i made chicken fried rice so i actually had chicken in there but i substituted the rice for cauliflower rice and it turned out really good
0: i don't love cauliflower rice to be to be honest I but i had the soy sauce and all the other flavors right. so I, you couldn't I, taste it that I I, I I went to the whole cauliflower rice stage and I was like, I just don't like it. Um, but this, the cauliflower gnocchi that I found and mm-hmm. I actually found it. I don't know where this person whose Instagram story I saw had it, but um, I found it at Trader Joe's. Oh. And in their like frozen section. And yeah. it actually like, I did it and ate it with like a piece of salmon and a small salad. And I sauteed it with like a little bit of like, a little bit of, pasta sauce and not like in just a little bit like just a little bit of pasta sauce coated them really really well and they actually turned out to me pretty good they were still really fluffy they didn't really have that kind of almost kind of gross cauliflower flavor in a way which i think some I think cauliflower tends to have sometimes it
1: kind of coats my tongue and leaves like a film when i eat it yeah
0: it's a little weird mm-hmm. but these were like kind of like they were like little pillow i have never, i don't think i've ever really had like real gnocchi before but these were these were kind of, like, they were, like, little pillowy little, like, little puffs. You know, like, it was, like... like oh, my God. You're looking at my hands. I know. I like, They were, like, these little, like, just these little, like, marshmallows of, like, which is, like, you know? just like, like just, hey, like, I'm here. Just little, just these little things. And I was, like, oh, this is actually really kind of good like and I'm not gonna say they had like a ton of flavor because they didn't but it, it gave me that feeling of eating pasta without actually eating pasta and with none of the carbs involved yeah so it was actually pretty good so I I have been trying to do that and I, I cook salmon probably like I'm, I'm glad I like salmon I cook salmon a lot so I do a lot of stuff like like that in when I do try and eat a little bit more healthy I do a lot of fish cooking um, see I
1: love fish it's just so expensive to buy it
0: it's less expensive than steak right now. I'll tell you that.
1: I would love to go get like a swordfish steak and just eat a swordfish. See,
0: and that's where I—that's where I kind of wish I might need you to help because I will eat salmon because I don't know how to cook anything else. I know how to cook cod, but I don't like codfish. It's weird to me. I don't like it. But I'm always like, I should get a swordfish, and I'm like, I don't know what to fucking do
1: with that. I'm—I'm—I'm I'm, I'm gonna give you my secret here. Google. I fucking hate you. (laughs) That's where I find my recipes. And I mean, usually...
0: But you've done it before. So why can't you just tell me how to do it?
1: True. I've never cooked swordfish before.
0: Then why did you say you want swordfish steaks?
1: Because I've had swordfish. I've never cooked swordfish.
0: You you are throwing off all kinds of weird signals and they are not correct.
1: (laughs) I don't understand. (laughs) I don't understand why. Look, you... Fish... And I'll give you this. You can generally never go wrong with fish if you bake it. You can bake practically... Any kind of fish.
0: I'm done with them. i asked you any shit else. <laughs> but uh, we've talked about my favorite desserts before, right?
1: Uh, creme brulee. And? I don't know the other one. I'm Chur- sorry. A churro.
0: Yes. If you just stick a, a piece a piece of a churro in a creme brulee, then that's the perfect dessert <laughs> for me. What if you
1: had churro-flavored creme brulee? Like cinnamon and like... You know I did? I would be. I would love that.
0: But I found in Target, I found these. They're called Smashmallows. And they're like little square marshmallows covered in like i guess like a thing or like a seasoning or whatever Mm -hmm. and the one i found was churro flavored i was like whatever and i opened i bought it and opened it up and it smells like churros and literally it's just a marshmallow covered in cinnamon sugar
1: you know i just i'm going back to a previous episode we recorded where you were talking about dipping the extra flaming hot cheetos in ranch oh yeah yeah yeah
0: but see this I don't like to cut out sweet foods because when I cut out sweet foods, I start wanting sweet foods, but I'm not a sweet food eater. I don't love to eat sweet foods. So having something in the house to just take that away is really good. Because like I said, marshmallows are pretty decadent. It's like a pretty nice size marshmallow. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, I can have this and eat one. And that really just kind of steals away all of this. I'm like, I don't really want anything else sweet. I'm good. This little piece did it for me. But if I didn't have that in the house, I'd be looking all the time for something unless it's a donut. I will literally, I will wreck a diet for a donut. Nom, 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 nom. A fresh one, like, and just glazed. Okay. I don't I don't Fine. need to be a special. If
1: it's just, if that hot and ready signs is on at the, at the Krispy Kreme. Dang it. You, you just, well, okay. No, you didn't answer, but I will give you two options. Okay. And this is the definitive in, end all question. Okay. Dunkin' Donuts or Krispy Kreme? Krispy Kreme. Really? Yeah. Fine. Want one last follow up? Mm-hmm. Krispy Kreme or stands from Chicago?
0: See, it depends on what I'm going for. <sighs> if I'm going for just like a glazed donut, it's Krispy Kreme. They're fluffy. They fall like they just, they melt in your mouth literally when they're hot and they're fresh. Uh huh. With with uh with Dunkin' Donuts, you could tell their donuts are like frozen or something. I hate their donuts. I think their they're donut, made fresh. They're tough. They're cake. No, not even the cake. The glazed ones, they're tough. They're tough donuts. Like, how can a donut be tough? See, if I... Because that's
1: the thing is, I don't think Krispy Kreme regularly has, or they don't make anymore, the blueberry donut. So I the have to donut. go to Dunkin's to get the cake blueberry donut. Which
0: cake is fine. But like, they're regular donuts. I'm comparing glazed donuts. I think mean, Krispy Kreme has the best glazed donut if it's fresh. I think Stans is nice because Stans is what I think Dunkin' is trying to be. They're trying to oh, be bigger, easily. So Stans kind of melds them where it's still you can pull it apart and it still feels like it melts in your mouth. I think Dunkin' is almost like ripping, like ripping like a bagel. Not that hard, but like, like if you had a sponge and you ripped it apart, I feel like that's what Dunkin' donuts are. <laughs> That's, gonna okay. be, that's I'm sorry. That might sound horrible, but that's what I flavor. Like, Don't donuts taste like. No.
1: I, hey, I asked the question. I have hate, to be ready for the answer. Hate them, but stands
0: as a whole. Oh, stands.
1: Here's the funny part is whenever we go on trips and I guess it's because of where your technically your old apartment was, we would always stop at Dunkin Donuts on the way out of town.
0: I know, and we get to drop them like, I hate this place. Can I get two glazed donuts, please? Thanks. <laughs> and I'm eating them, but I'm like, hate eating them because it's the only one there. Yes. Now I live next to a Krispy Kreme. But if I could say, if, if, if I had to choose between wiping out every Dunkin' and Krispy Kremes in Louisville for one stand donuts, I would say, okay, get rid of them all. Put one-stand donuts in Louisville, and I would be on it.
1: But what if it was like down on like- Don't care. Wait, down where? on like 37th street
0: i don't know what that is don't care
1: like down on the deep deep shively west that's End. fine i'll go like that's just a long drive for me i don't want to go that far
0: as, as opposed to me um carrying a bag of donuts to an airport and trying not to have them squished and try to me, let them make that trip fair enough mm-hmm. okay so uh well
1: <laughs> now i'm thinking about donuts
0: uh, <laughs> stay tuned for this week's review you guys
1: All right all right welcome to this week's review we are taking a look at is it hulu, hulu original? original okay i didn't know if it was a different place yes, hulu original love victor
0: and before we start if you're gonna do all right all right you have to top it off with the third all, all right, right matthew mcconaughey style all right all right all right is, thank you thank you look you, you gotta you gotta finish the thought you gotta finish it
1: don't you just hate when you can't finish <laughs> you you're so dirty <laughs> now let's talk about teenagers yeah
0: great yeah so love victor for those of you who don't know is a spinoff of the uh movie uh, love simon 2018 film which was about if you haven't seen it you should go back and watch it but love simon was about this kid who basically was kind of a pen pal to someone and was writing about how we how he was a gay teenager and didn't know what to do and how to come out and how to do that. And then found out that there was one other person that he knew that was in his school that was gay, but neither one of them knew who each other were. Blah, 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 blah. blah. Love story. Happiness ensues at the end. Yay. So the way love Victor connects is this character is going to the same high school that Simon in the movie went to. So the school knows the whole story. About Simon, they loved it. They were like, "This is great." They were very accepting about his gayness and about his potential, his uh, boyfriend's gayness afterwards, and all that junk. Uh, so this is how this series connects. So I'm calling
1: it a spinoff. Uh, definitely. I mean, the other possibility, of the continuation. But I mean, yes, Simon is technically in the show because they're pen pals. Him and Victor are, and Victor sends him like Instagram. DMs and text messages Mm -hmm. at almost once an episode to give him kind of an update of how his week went to maybe help him figure out. Because the way I describe Love, Victor is it's a coming-of-age TV show where he is trying, Victor is trying to determine, am I gay? He does not know if he's gay, straight, bi. He doesn't know what he is. So he's trying to figure out, what am I?
0: And Victor is also um, the way they change it as well is Victor is a Hispanic American individual teenager and his family kind of relocates to this area from Texas uh, for reasons. And he's going to the same school that Simon does. So my part of my thing is I'm like at the end of his first day of school, he's like he randomly like DMs simon and and simon actually answers back so i'm kind of like would someone really answer that back but i guess they would in well, a way i guess i don't know that was my one thing where
1: i was kind of like really he answered that so and here's the thing i i from having watched love simon in the movie and knowing his character i 100 percent think he would okay. because in the movie love simon simon Knows he's gay. Like, he openly knows for himself Mm -hmm. that he's gay. But has told none of his friends or anybody he knows. So he knows how hard that is to deal with, oh, my God, this is my reality. How do I tell someone? And having lived through that, I feel like he, being as helpful as he is to his friends and, and is, you know, warming and, you know, fuzzy towards them, he's going to try to help someone traverse this hard time in their life to figure out how to come out, or if he's even gay.
0: Right. Well, see, well, see, I think that it starts out, uh, I think Victor is like, I'm gay. And he's saying, I'm gay. I understand that you were lucky to have a family that was accepting, to have the school that was accepting. I know the school's going to be fine, but his whole thing is, I don't know, my family's different from your family. My family's got a little bit of a religious background. We're Hispanic, it's different for you. And I think when he starts questioning whether he's gay or not, is when he finds himself attracted to one of the most popular girls in school, Mia, uh, played by uh, Rachel Hilson. He says, hmm, I think I'm attracted to this girl. Now I'm confused. Am I gay or am I not gay? And I think that's where he starts to have that kind of apprehension. Well, and
1: that's where he kind of starts diving in, looking into what sexuality is and how it's so fluid. And that's where he learns, you know, there's bisexual, trisexual, cis. Like, like he goes through all that research to figure out, oh, it's not just gay or straight anymore. You could be anywhere on the spectrum. Yeah. W- where do I fall?
0: Yeah. So. With him um, on the show, like he's obviously the main character. He comes with a, you know, a, a his uh, parents who are having marital issues of their own, mm-hmm. a sister who I kind of liked at first, but it started to annoy me, a little brother who's never in it, and then he makes really good friends with Felix, who is a guy who lives in his apartment building just from down the hall. Well, hold,
1: hold on, he doesn't make friends. Felix just goes, "I'm your best friend." Yes, like Felix stole my heart. I love Felix from
0: the moment he came on the screen. Yeah. He's, like, some really good, like, comedic value, but he's also – he's, like, the definition of sidekick, but he's good. Know, like, he's really good. Yes. He's poignant. He makes he, – he's got some good comedic timing in a way, and I love his hair. His hair is amazing. The, I just rolled out of bed mess. Yeah. It looks really good. But then, so those are, like, you know, those characters. Then he – like I said, he ends up kind of like with a girl from Mia who is one of the most popular girls in school, but she's kind of quiet.
1: Well, and so she's super popular, and everyone's, like, super jealous, especially Felix, because he's like, oh my gosh, like, no one has been able to get with her, she doesn't even talk to boys, Mm -hmm. how did you woo her, or even, like, make her want to be interested or talk to you? So, I feel like, because Victor doesn't just come out and say, hey, I'm gay, or I'm trying to figure it out, I might be gay, I don't know what I am. It's just the norm to assume man straight. Right. So Felix just kind of, and everybody in the school kind of pigeonholes him into that category of, oh, you're super lucky. You better take advantage and like do something with this. Right. And also because
0: he plays basketball and he's actually really good. Well. And I think that, and that, that I mean, that's just not, it's not just because he doesn't know what he is that they pigeonhole him. That happens. The default in the world is. Straight. That's the default. So regardless of where you are in your situation, that's what people are going to default. They're going to assume that you are a straight individual, regardless of your girl, boy, whatever. I think that's where part of the whole storyline kind of comes in is because now he's kind of questioning his own sexuality. And he's like, maybe I can pursue this. Maybe I can figure this out with with Mia because I do like her and she seems really cool. So why wouldn't I? Uh, But Mia brings with her a best friend, as well who I think is like the perfect companion piece to to Felix because she's a sidekick and she one of the things I thought was hilarious was that she likes this one boy and he was being really mean and she said oh my god he's so mean I love him and I'm like I well, her timing is really good she's
1: too. the sidekick who's trying to get with the most popular most attractive guy in the school which let me say something
0: This is always the problem with shows where the teenagers are the main characters because you have that thing of where, like, do they look like teenagers? And these people, some of them look like, you know, 17, 18. Felix actually looks the youngest.
1: Felix and Victor definitely look like they could. And Mia, I think, also looks like she's. She's about
0: 16, 17. Yeah. Yeah. And even her friend looks like it. But that hot basketball player, dude. He looks like he is 28 years old.
1: (laughs) I would not have gone that high. He
0: does. He looks, I mean, I don't want to say old, but he looks, and maybe it's because of his, this is going to sound mean, but maybe it's because of the texture of his face. His face definitely has like a texture. Like he has a scar, and I don't know if the rest of that is scarring or what, but he definitely looks exponentially older than everybody else on that show.
1: Well, and he kind of acts older too. He's kind of got that... And and to preface here, everybody that goes to this school, pretty much it seems besides Felix and Victor, are super rich, well off, can afford whatever they want to afford, no problems, no questions asked. So he has that demeanor of like, I've been around money my whole life. I know what I'm doing. I understand how the world works. And he just literally like puts on that persona of nothing is an issue for me. I can buy what I want. I've been around a couple times. you know. He he's seems, conceded. Yeah, he just seems older because of that to me, that he's been around a couple times, around the block a couple times. Yeah, He plays
0: Andrew. His name is Mason Gooding. Guess who his dad is? Who? Cuba Gooding Jr. Didn't know that.
1: I can see it now. Yeah,
0: it makes total sense. He looks like him. Um, he is... Are you 24 counting? years old? Are you counting on
1: your fingers? Yes,
0: he is 24 years old. So, he definitely looks 24, 25, 28. Yeah. He definitely he looks definitely older. Does. You can he tell. He definitely does. And it's not because he's taller than everybody. I think when you put I think when everybody else looks, when you it is part, partly is because he's taller than everybody. Cuz when you put everybody else around him, they all look so much shorter than him and they all just look so much younger than him that maybe he just looks older by comparison.
1: So his looks and his personality put together all make him appear older.
0: Right, but he is a dick. He's in the show. He's he's an asshole. Like he's conceited. He's not very nice to Victor when he comes in uh, because Victor challenges his masculinity or whatever. Well, and he Victor shows him really up good. at basketball. Yeah, so it's kind of like uh, you're kind of that. So he's kind of like that that villain character. But uh, Mia's best friend Lake, uh, her sidekick, is in love with him, but he likes Mia and has never been able to get with her. So there's a lot of, like, triangles. And then also Felix likes Lake. So out of these five characters, if they're, they're all in school, Mia takes a liking to Victor. Victor takes a liking to Mia. Felix has always had a crush on Lake, who is Mia's best friend. Lake has always had a crush on Andrew, the 28-year-old high schooler. And Andrew's always had a crush on Mia. So I don't know if that's like a square or a triangle or a trapezoid, but it's something.
1: Let me me throw in one more slide here because we totally forgot about the one aspect that's making Victor question his sexuality. Is it Ben, Benjamin? Benji. How did you forget Benji? Benji was so
0: cute, is so cute.
1: So this is the he is the openly gay guy at the school right now that everybody thinks is super popular he's in the same grade as victor they he is one of the ones that kind of doesn't fit the mold of having all the money in the world and needs to work and i love how they kind of made victor's and benji's story go the way it did because they worked together at that Coffee shop.
0: Right. And I, I even think, I could be remembering this wrong. It's going in my own brain. But I even think, like, when Benji comes on the screen, like, it's it's like the slow motion. It does. It's like slow motion music. Like, it, it soft filter. <laughs> like, they totally
1: gave him oh, that treatment. Hold on. So, since we're touching a little bit, I'm just going to dive all the way in. A, the intro to this show, I am in love with because it's so
0: 90s. What is the song? The,
1: the intro is literally. And I'm going to use the word literally because literally it is the most 90s intro I have seen in so long. It makes me think of what was that show? Zoe's 101 or what was that the one with Britney Spears? Daughter, Zoe
0: 101 from like Nickelodeon. Yeah. It oh made me God. think
1: like, like 90s, uh, early 2000s intro.
0: The song is by Tyler Glenn, Somebody to Tell Me. I actually like the song.
1: It's a good song. But yes, so they went very 90s on the intro. And then, like you said, when Benji walks in on the first shot, they do the slow-mo hair quaff, almost oh, like this wind hair is blowing, good. like very 90s intro. Him
0: and Felix are in a competition for best hair. I'm going to Benji. It's, yeah, probably so. Yeah, and ben- Benji's openly gay. Benji has a boyfriend. Everybody in, in the school knows Benji's gay. So those are like the six kind of main characters in the show as well. Um, Actually, um, uh, Victor's mom is Ana Ortiz and she was in ugly Betty way back when I thought she was in more things, but she's been around the block. I've seen her in a bunch of stuff. The main part of the story is Victor trying to figure out coming in, thinking I'm gay. I don't know what to do. Having this guidance from Simon, almost in a way from, you know, DMs and then kind of, going through this story with Mia and being like, maybe I like girls, maybe I like girls and boys. I'm not sure. So it's a kind of a coming of age thing. So tell me like, what, what did you dislike about the show? If anything.
1: It's a loaded question. I don't know how to word this. The Victor part of love Victor was what I liked the least. Really? Felix, to me, stole the show. Felix and his relationship and his understanding and and realizing that, you know, everyone has their issues. He deals with some issues with his mother and, and things that he reveals to what's the... Blake was Lake. Lake, yes. To Lake. I went through the whole series. Her name was Blake, and yes. then I was like, "Her name's Lake." But yes. Why? So she, he he like reveals her like everybody has issues, and like he has that moment where he takes her to yeah. his apartment mm-hmm. and like shows his issues after hearing the issues she's been doing with her whole life with her mother, and is like, their whole relationship and the way they did their dynamic to me stole the show, right? And I feel like that was the best part, where Victor almost seemed kind of like a secondary thought to me at some times because he's you know it was always back and forth of well i might be gay i don't know if i'm gay i want to figure it out
0: it's a little one note
1: yeah and and i just i don't think he portrayed that character very well i don't feel like he emoted or like got into it as much as i feel like you could Mm -hmm. so the victor part of love victor was my least favorite part Okay. I liked the dynamics of everybody else. Now, when Victor went to New York and actually realized and came to terms with and started experiencing gay culture and what it could be to be gay, then it picked up a little more. I actually liked him from that point on. But
0: how do you know that wasn't the point?
1: That's why I don't know how – like I said, that's where I'm, I'm questioning – what was the was that the reason why? Oh, I'm I'm not I'm not
0: saying you're wrong. I'm, I'm on this journey with you. Yeah, yeah, we're walking side by side. So yeah, we're holding hands. We're here together, you and I. So <laughs> we're we're walking. I understand. Yes.
1: Yeah. So again, so that's it. I, the, the whole Victor part of it, up to where he went to New York, was super great, where he could actually live his life and be what he, who he wanted to be. And then he came back to his family. And again, Felix kind of stole the spotlight for the show. Like I feel like Victor paled in comparison to Felix and his part of it,
0: you think that felix that the that the actor who played Felix over he outshone his acting outshone yes,
1: and this was in my 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 opinion there was no little and no way to belittle or 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 make light of people having to come out and experience and especially with his religious background his family, and the issues he'd had to deal with doing so it's just the actor and the portrayal he got over sh- sh- like he got outacted there. Yeah.
0: It's not the storyline that's bugging you. True. It's, it's the portrayal. It's the portrayal yes. by the actors. The yes. two different portrayals. You think that Victor portrayal of his storyline, his storyline was good, but his portrayal, his, he just, it was almost like he wasn't up to snuff. Felix's portrayal was just like, he just outacted him. He just well, did better.
1: And this might also be because of two things. A, I'm not gay, so I've never had to come out. Hmm. And B, I just don't think I've ever had to deal with that big of an issue. Like I, I love in the movie Love Simon, where Simon was like, "Why don't kids have to come out and tell their parents they're straight? Why is it? Why is that the norm? Why is that the set?" And they did a whole scene where everybody was, all of his friends were coming out to their parents of, "Mom, I'm straight. I like boys." And mm-hmm. I was, the, it was like, the sister, and one of the moms is like, "You get this from your dad. This is his side of the family." Like them freaking out because they're coming out of the straight.
0: Yeah, and yeah, I think you're liking some of the aspects of the Lo- Love, Simon movie that really weren't put into the show. True. Which I get. I, I, I And I honestly forgot about that whole aspect of it. So I understand that as well. This show went very, very teen drama.
1: Yeah. Well, but to finish, to finish my comment is, like, I've never had to deal with that. So in my perspective of my life with my family and things I've dealt with, and maybe it might just be me, I've never shied away from telling people, like, no or like when when they're asking like is there a girlfriend at the very beginning of love Victor if I'm questioning who I am I wouldn't have shot away and said I might be gay
0: yeah but then they kind of explain that too because if you look at his family they' they' his, even his like when his grandparents came and they saw they're, him their the friends kissing and, and yeah they're very like it's it's very much like, where's the girlfriend, where's the girlfriend, where's the girlfriend, where's the girl. And like, it's every time you see them, it's not like, Hey, grandson, Victor, how are you? It's like, Hey, grandson, Victor, where's your girlfriend? If you're being asked that all the time, and then you add in the whole stress of what what his parents are going through, he feels like he doesn't want to add to that. And he is even the mom in the in the show has said many times like Victor you're my rock you're my you're the strong one in the family you're the one who keeps us all together and to him he hasn't figured out that if he is gay that that actually makes him even more str- more strong or stronger and it will make him better at helping his family or being there for his family he thinks that him saying that will weaken that whole foundation. But that's where so, I just
1: don't grasp, like I said, and that's where I just can't process that myself of, right, be you, be who you want to be, be honest with the people who care about you and let the chips fall where they may. Right. But but then again, like in
0: a in reality of stuff like that, people who do do that get, get kicked out of their houses. And yet yeah, this, this is a TV show. And I said, and that's but, where
1: I, I've never experienced, so I don't know the stressfulness and, and having, but I get that that's an aspect that I can't come, Yeah.
0: So take that whole aspect of love, Simon, where they were like, why do people have to come out anyway? Yeah. It sucks that you have to go through the anxiety of having to come out to somebody and tell them that, and then have to wait and see what their reaction is going to be. And that aspect, like you say, you don't know that aspect of it and it, it sucks. It's not fun. It's not easy. And I think that depending on your family situation, that either makes it easier or harder, depending on what's going on back to like dislikes we went deep we always go deep sorry yes um, I think I think it has some of the weird little writing tropes where it's, a, it's 75% of this show is super predictable Yes. Like you're like, oh, this is what's, oh, Oh, obviously, oh, this is going to happen. Like you kind of, it's very, they have a few little nuggets that are little twists. Um, If
1: you've watched a sitcom before, you can pretty much predict how it's going to go.
0: But I think like Mia's storyline had a little bit of a twist with the way her her family dynamic is. That was a little different that I wasn't expecting. Uh, I kind of wasn't expecting her little side side, uh, storyline with Andrew, kind of not really expecting that. But when I heard it, I was like, oh, that makes sense. But the, so there were, that's kind of what bugged me a little bit is that there were a lot of times when I was kind of like, this whole show is being, I feel like a lot of the stuff is being telegraphed. Like I understand exactly what's happening before it's happening. I do agree with, with Victor. I think I liked his, I liked the guy who played him. I thought he was a, a, a cute character. I thought that he downplayed it a little bit and I'm not sure if that was his intention to downplay it and be a little shy and a little
1: reserved. And then- Well, I think that actually he, built up and made the ending of the season better.
0: Because he because he became a little bit more bold. Yes. And uh but I still think that he could have punched it up a notch. Yes. Uh with a little bit of, of the acting. But I do think that, that was that is one of the things I, I dislike was that it was just so predictable in some parts and almost a little too over the top sometimes. Like I feel like it should have been just a little bit more grounded. And we've seen so many coming of age tales that are getting, Like it's it's almost like obnoxious but I do think it's important to see different tales of that love mm-hmm. Simon was kind of like a perfect example of, of not really perfect but you know an example of of what would happen when a white guy in this particular family situation comes out as gay and this one puts a Hispanic kid in that same in in that same situation and a religious family in, in, a, in a religious family from a Hispanic background and that stuff so I think it's 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 good to light on different um, aspects of it. Yeah. Still ain't enough blacks in any of these TV shows. Cannot talk about it. Mason Gooding is the is the is the closest. Three. Cl- oh, wait. Rachel Hilson's black. Yeah. Ish. <laughs> and her dad. Yeah. So Mackay Pfeiffer coming out of nowhere uh, as her dad. Everybody knows who Mackay Pfeiffer is. You should from O. Wait, was he in O? When they redid Othello back in the day? Maybe. Maybe so. Mackay Pfeiffer playing uh, her father, which was good. Uh Rich. Very rich, by the way. Uh, so, yeah, those are things I dislike. So, quickly, like, I was going to say, let's go through our likes, but tell me what you liked and whether you think this show is watchable or not.
1: Felix. Yes.
0: Oh, that's it? Okay. <laughs> no, no, no,
1: no. So, I like the story and I love that it kind of brought into or a continuation of Love Simon. And I think Love Simon is an example of how any parent really should react if a child were to come out to Mm -hmm. be supportive and real, you know, realize this is your journey. I'm here for you. Let me support you. I still love you. You're still the person you were before. This doesn't change anything. And I like that they are taking it as like a different spin. Like you said, Mm -hmm. that not everybody has a family. Not everybody's going to react the same way. And this is that look at it from Victor's perspective. Mm -hmm. So I like that they did this, the spin and are telling kind of the same story, from a different point of view, right? The intro, the the nineties, you know, okay. intro. Like I, I liked all of that and put together. But yes, I would definitely say this is a watch because the way they ended the season, I'm, I'm ready. Like season two, I'm hitting play the day it comes out. Yeah, one hundred percent.
0: Cool. I think I liked. I will say I loved how they portrayed Benji and how not, not him, but the the glow around him, I guess in a, in a way, because I think that every kid, straight, gay, whatever, there was that person you had a crush on. There oh, was that yes. person where time did stand still when you saw them. There's that person that I feel like, I don't care how old you are. You had that crush and you remember their name to this day. And I feel like for Victor Benji, is that like, that was my high school crush. That was my first one. And I think the way they portrayed him seeing him and every time he came on screen, I think Victor did a really good the actor playing Victor did a really good job of like being in awe of that character and remembering that, you know what, I'm still questioning my sexuality, but he is he, he was like,
1: like he is crushed. Notably like, hot and bothered. Yes. When he came noticeably, on. noticeably, exactly. Yes.
0: And I like how you said love Simon was a very good way of saying this is how every parent should react. I think that, and a little bit of a spoiler, but who cares? Um, I, like you didn't know where this is going. I think that Felix's character is a perfect example of how every friend should react. Yes. To this kind of situation, because he did a very good job of the, the writing, the way they wrote his character to. I'm you so know, respond happy. Was very
1: good. I'm so happy when he did come out to Felix. They didn't do the stupid straight guy trope of is this your way of telling me you love me? Like you're coming out to me. Like right. I'm so happy they didn't do that.
0: He didn't make any jokes. He was no. just, it was just very, he played it so straight. It, he, that actor has some, has great comedic timing. Yes. He, he knows when to be too much. He knows when to be serious. He, he really is great. Uh, so I did. So, and I like the overarching story. Do I think it's a little transparent at times? Yes. Do I think it's a little predictable at times? Yeah. Do I think that it kind of, was it cheese sometimes? Yes. Yeah. But it's, a good representation of somebody else's struggle with trying to figure out their sexuality, whether it be gay, straight, bi, whatever that be. It is, I think a good, it shows, it shines a lens on this particular character and I like that aspect of it. So I definitely think it's a watch. I think it's easier for somebody who's maybe a teenager to watch it. I think that they're going to connect a little bit more. I think this story is one of those where the writing was I don't want to say the word juvenile, but I'm going to, I'm going to, okay. I know I bring Buffy in, but Buffy the Vampire Slayer was written and they were all high schoolers for half of the show. But when I watch that show and I listen to the dialogue, it translates that. I don't feel like you have to be a kid to watch that. I think some of the dialogue in Love, Victor, it feels like as an adult, I'm like, really? Like, you know, that kind of thing. But
1: I feel like this, and and, and just kind of playing devil's advocate, I think a little here. This show has been put out on Hulu for kids to watch because I feel like it's there to help kids who may be struggling with the same thing. That's my point. Realizing. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to like no, take my, that from you. But no, yeah, that's
0: that's that's my point. Is that as an adult watching, it, I'm kind of like mm. it made me smile a few times. Like it definitely like made me smile and kind of like you know I was like oh my god I kind of blushed a little bit in certain spots like mm-hmm. you know that kind of thing. But the writing to me was a little bit like mm. uh, it was a little just like not up enough like I feel like it should be a little bit more adult but again this is is teenagers I think it's built for teenagers yeah so I definitely think it's worth watching regardless of what's going on I think teenagers should watch it I think adults should watch it with that going in and seeing it um but I do think that it was put together well I really can't wait for season two I could just be starved for gay content like I said a few weeks ago uh but I do I genuinely even with all its faults, I genuinely liked it. I genuinely like walked away feeling good. Every episode I watched, I was like, "I wonder what's happening with the next one." Like, I, and I left. It made me smile a lot, even yes, through all of did. that. And I do. I, I think that's where I'm getting that. So I think it's definitely a watch. I am on board for Love Victor. So
1: that's it. All right. Well, that is two watches for Love Victor. Uh, tune in next week and thank you all for watching this has been the watching. last sorry i've been watching so much stuff that's all i've been doing L- listening
0: Well yes. j or mj we're watching the podcast it's fine <laughs> neither one of us know what we're doing
1: here i'll <laughs> say we we've got two weeks of correct intros let's start getting one w- let's get a week next week of a good outro yeah we were back and forth on that it'll be fine so but yes thank you for listening to this episode of watch or not with j and mj we'll see you guys next time bye You've been listening to Watch or Not with Jay and MJ.
0: Interact and give us suggestions on what to watch at watchornotpodcast at gmail.com.
1: You can follow us on Twitter at watchornot underscore pod.
0: And on Instagram at watchornotpod.
1: Huge shout out to Bradley Parsons. Thank you for creating our theme music.
0: And subscribe and leave a review wherever you download podcasts. They'll make us come for you.